North Carolina Staring up the road I pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers Hoping up for rally I can see my baby tonight City, Tennessee, well, I gotta get a move on before the sun. Hear my baby calling my name, I know that she's the only one. If I die and rally, at least I will die for me. Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. There you go, little wagon wheel action to kick it off. I must have heard that song about 40 times when I was down in Nashville there. 
Anyway, good morning, folks. Welcome to Keologus Crack here on the last show in the month of April 2016. Can't believe that May is upon us. Um, weather isn't entirely cooperating, but a lovely here, lovely morning here. And actually, a little bit nicer here than it was in Knock yesterday. Did you see some of the pictures from Knock and from Dublin? Well, did sleet and then. snow, sleet and snow. Anyway, um, there might be a man on the line here who can tell us a little bit more about the weather that side of the pond, because um, I'm Mike's side here by myself today. My main man, Kenny from Sligo, let me down. Well, kind of let me down. But anyway, he's off beyond in Sligo again. He goes home a lot, I have to say. Kenny, good morning. How are you doing, pal? I'm not so bad, Marco. How's things? Very good. Now, if I was to guess where you are and I said Harganens, would I be far off? Uh, you wouldn't be too far off, but um, I'm, I'm sound now. I'm back in the old kitchen here at home, you know. I have to, have to bring it uh, from the heart, you know. Good man. Did you pick me up any rancheros yet? I have uh, the rancheros packed and the brunch in the cooler for Mr. Donnelly. <laughs> good man. And a, few, a few of those new Irish jerseys all set. <laughs> good, good stuff. So listen. Um, other stuff you're asking for as well. Oh, good. Good man. Yeah. We won't talk about that on the air now. No, we won't. Yeah, that's that's a little bit off off the grid, that stuff. Hey, listen. So what are you talking about now? The sleet and snow. I didn't see any of it here at all. Just I landed here yesterday. It was a lovely sunny day in Dublin. I had a great drive down to Sligo. And uh, uh, no. didn't hear a thing about sleet or snow. I'm Are you just, sure you're seeing no. the right thing? No, but I'm telling you, listen, I sometimes I watch a bit of the Late Late Show on the Friday night, and there was a couple of people on the Late Late Show last night, and they were actually meteorologists, and they were talking about the fact that... Um, that there was snow in Knock Airport, and there were some pictures on on the on the internet about with the whole thing going. So, like, you saw none of that stuff, did you? I did not. No, of course, now Knock Airport is up on the high ground, so maybe up there, you know. Ah, right, yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so up on Bell Bulbin. Might have been up in Ben Bulbin, so yeah. Ah, lovely day here now, actually. Lovely and sunny. Beautiful, beautiful. And as you know yourself, always good to uh, to get back. Uh, this side of the pond, you know, and, and see if I was at a nice Holy Communion this morning. My, my, uh, my godchild Megan uh, made her Holy Communion today, and uh, it was lovely now in the church. All the, all the kids looking so good and saying their prayers and ah, lovely. That's you know, just the start of it, isn't it? Did your man get on at all about more people going to mass? Did he? Did he? Did he take advantage of the opportunity? I tell you what, the church was packed, so I don't think he needed to. I'd say, you know. Oh, he would. That's when they capitalise on it, Kenny. <laughs> We're yeah. passing the cap today, anyway. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> so, listen, um, uh, you um, big news out of uh, Hillsborough, out of uh, uh, Liverpool this week. A very, uh, a very, an amazingly long uh, process with the the ninety six people who died at Hillsborough. Justice after finally an admission um, by the authorities there that they were at fault. What That's an right. in- incredible! I mean. I'm not sure. I mean, you and I were, I think, still living in Ireland when all of that stuff happened. It was just it's absolutely incredible that it's taken this long. That's right, indeed. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is unbelievable that it has taken so long. I don't know if you saw the footage from uh, from Liverpool this week, and uh, there was about uh, twenty thousand people uh, in in a square there, and they were all singing uh, "You'll Never Walk Alone." It was uh, very uh, yeah. emotional there. Now it, it was something else, and even Everton showed their class today by um, putting on the program that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the fact that it was all uh, over and done now, you know, yeah, that they yeah. got their justice in the, in the end. But yeah, a oh, long yeah. battle for those poor families. Uh, you can't even imagine what they've gone through to, uh, to reach this stage, but uh, oh, I'm absolutely. sure it gives them some kind of uh, happiness that this has passed them now. It sure does. It sure does. And listen, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Of, speaking of... Uh, 
of, of soccer and stuff like that. I suppose Spurs hopes are gone now at this stage, you think? Uh, no, there's never... When there's hope, there's hope, Kenny, right? All right, okay. Yeah, the, the fat lady's definitely warming up, but um, listen, um, I, I have hope still. I have hope. They let, they let one go there last week, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think... Uh, I think we'll win all the way in, but um, we we can't have uh, Leicester winning one more game, or else uh, it's all over. You, know, you and I should be you be, should be hoping for that too. I have a big bet in Vegas on this. You know that we would have to go down and collect on it. Well, you know I'm there with you. You know that. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't never want to see Man United win a game, but I'm there with you now. You know. <laughs> Good man yourself. And, um, uh, yeah, what about what about this under twenty one game? I know that uh, Mike King gave me a call. I was in the airport in Amsterdam yesterday, yeah. and he gave me a call. He was trying to scare me on the phone. He was putting on a bit of an accent, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, and yeah. He was trying to get me going, and um, <laughs> and the line wasn't the best. But anyway, we got a good old chat, and he is showing the game Mayon Cork under twenty one game right after the show down there one o'clock at the Galway Arms. Yeah, one o'clock. Get uh, get the listeners uh, who weren't aware of that now. They're fully aware. Cork and Mayo is on at the Galway Arms at one o'clock today. Get down there. You now, perfect timing. You wrap up the show here. Get down there for about twelve thirty. Get a couple into you, and then watch uh, the future of uh, Cork and Mayo football go toe to toe. Be fantastic. Should be a great game, actually. Exactly, and he's, I think he's showing the hurling tomorrow as well, right? Got the hurling going on tomorrow, and that'll be at ten uh, thirty in the morning, and uh, that'll be the the banner versus the Desha Simple yeah. Stadium in Thurles, and uh, that should be a cracker. Both those lads, like Waterford, an eleven point win over Limerick, and Clare nine points over Kilkenny, so that should be a cracker of a game. It should indeed, yeah, it'll be a great, uh, great battle. I'm looking forward to watching that tomorrow. And uh, come here now. Speaking of hurling, there's a minor hurling game that you would have interest in tomorrow happening at Omore Park. Uh, who's in that one now? Are we playing Kilkenny or Dublin? Leash in Dublin. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that'd be a handy one for us. You think so? Oh, yeah. We love... The, the young lads from Dublin, they're afraid. As soon as they drive past the prison coming into Port Leash, they get all nervous. <laughs> and that's it. And you pass it on the way in, you know. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. That's good. Yeah, no, that should be a good game. Uh, should be a good game. Uh, apparently, Leash have a great minor hurling team this year, of course. I say that most years, but uh, apparently I've been told that... Um, that they're um, that they have a very strong team, and they're actually being coached by a fellow by the name of Paul O'Shea, that uh, I played uh, hurling and football with. He's from my hometown there in Abbey Leaks, and I know him quite well. He's a guard up in Dublin, and uh, Paul is a sound man. Anyway, uh, I'm in touch with Paul the odd time through text, and he tells me that there's a good a good crop there. So we'll see oh, if we can good. see if he can do anything with them. He's a lovely so fellow. No more, than, no more than yourself getting into the coaching now with yourself. Yeah, Paul, like you could be swapping uh, notes, you know. Oh, and there's a massive day today as well up uh, up down. View there's about 35 Toronto Gales players coming out to, uh, to they got the boots all shined ready to go and there's a challenge game between between two Toronto Gales teams so I'll be I'll be out there to see uh, who will be intermediate who will be senior who will oh, be boy. who will be making the cut you know you're you're part of your selection process is it oh yeah it is it is yeah I'll be up in the stand watching with a big oh, clipboard lovely. be like Louis Van Gaal. Yeah, clipboard, the shades on, the hat pulled down, just in case, you know, people I, will be recognising you. You must be happy with the bit of red start here, a little bit, anyway. Schlegel. Schlegel. Off oh, to a no- yeah. decent enough start. Huh? They're off to a decent enough start, aren't they? Not bad at all. Not yeah. bad at all. Yeah. Not bad at all. Good stuff. Oh. Well, listen, now, um, the dubs uh, look unbeatable. A disappointment for, uh, for Connacht in the rugby last night. Oh, they, they lost in Italy uh, on the last kick of the game. The fella kicked a 48-yard penalty wow. to beat them 22-21. So instead of them going back top of the Pro 12, they will finish 
in a semi-final place in the top four and uh, Munster also well they clinched a bonus point win in Edinburgh last night they won 27-19 and I was just watching the Ulster-Leinster game it's half time there and Ulster are beating Leinster 10-6 oh so well, Leinster got a couple of couple of scores back and come here what did I tell you now when I was in Holland I had the, the old TV on I was just flicking around trying to find a bit of sport and what did I run across only the Crucible is on this week ah. Did you know that? I did, yeah. And uh, this is there's a potential now for the very first all-Asian final. I did not know that now. There's a fella called Marco Fu who's leading uh, Mark Selby, and then China's former number one, Ding Junsu, yeah. is beating Scotland's Alan McManus. And Alan McManus apparently is, uh, he's 45, he's the oldest man to make the last four since Ray Reardon. Now there's a name you'd oh remember. Oh boy, yeah, from in Wales. 1985. <laughs> and wow. who won at the Crucible in 1985? Was it Dennis Taylor? It was Dennis Taylor. Look at exactly. that. My gosh. And when I, when I was reading up on that this morning, I, I, I decided I'd go in and, and watch a wee bit, see if there was anything on YouTube, you know. And I caught the last frame. It's actually a great little clip of Taylor and Steve Davis and them talking through that last frame. Wow. And the emotions and everything else of what went through it. And uh, Anyway, it was very good if you ever get a chance to see that. I will. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure that the Fairchild Radio lads will be talking about that in the next hour anyway. Oh, they so, might be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they could be. All right, pal. Well, listen, I, I teed up a tune here because I knew you'd be calling in. And uh, how, did you did you make your way on to the N17 since you got back there yet? Because I I'm going to be, be playing uh, that tune. I, 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 I drove that now a fair bit the last time I was, and I'll be on it again tomorrow morning, bright and early, going down there to Galway. And uh, I, will be, uh, I will be on the N17 tomorrow. So uh, fair play to you. Good man yourself. I'll chat to you later. Are you calling in to do the calendar? I will indeed. I'll call right. back in now. I'll be having a good show now. I'll be listening. Oh, well, please do. Good man. All right. Bye. Good luck.
12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. Good stuff. Well, it's time for the news from Desmond here. And this morning, Desmond is up in a place called Punky Doodle's Corner up in northwestern Ontario. Good morning, Desmond. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. I wonder what condition your atlas must be looking like at home, all dog-eared and everything, with all these wonderful places that you're sending me in the back country here in Canada. Good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning... We have a government. The proverbial white smoke was seen some 63 days after February's general election this week when Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil agreed to a historic deal. The agreement, finalized yesterday at Trinity College Dublin, will see what is hoped will be a three-year Fine Gael minority government. And another historic move, Enda Kenny will become likely the first Fine Gael leader ever re-elected as Taoiseach when the Doyle meets again this coming Wednesday. 
While Fianna Fáil has agreed under the terms of the deal to provide a, quote, robust opposition, it will abstain of, on votes of no confidence in the Taoiseach or his ministers until at least September of 2018, so long as they are kept informed of potential crises. Fine Gael still has to hammer out details of support for a programme for government with the Independent Alliance on Monday morning and with the so-called Rural Five group of independent TDs on Monday night. Both Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil members will meet at simultaneous parliamentary meetings on Monday to, far- to formally endorse the agreement. The Irish Independent reports that there are several elements of the five-page deal, including a 15 million euro fund to help reduce hospital wait times, a suspension of water charges, a review of the location of guard stations, and a renewed focus on rural development. In medical news this morning, the green light has finally been given for the new National Children's Hospital. Planning permission was granted for the hospital on the site of James, St. James's Hospital in Dublin, albeit with 17 conditions. Construction is expected to start this summer with the hospital opening in 2020. The project, costing more than 650 million euros, is the Republic's single, largest single ever investment in healthcare. The new hospital will effectively merge several Dublin facilities, including Temple Street Children's University Hospital, Our Lady's Children's Hospital in Crumlin, and the old National Children's Hospital in Talla. The new facility will include 380 single rooms, 42 critical care beds, and 18 neonatal critical care units. Planning permission had been refused back in 2012. In sports news this morning, Belfast boxer Paddy Barnes has been selected as the flag bearer for the Republic of Ireland's Olympic team as it enters the stadium in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, this summer for the opening ceremonies. The announcement was made on Wednesday, approximately 100 days before the Olympic Games begin. Barnes has won three bronze Olympic medals for boxing, and this will be his third Olympics. He called the decision, quote, an incredible honour, and said that this year he will be going for gold. Well, this week in Irish history is dominated by one event, but it is the ultimate event of modern Ireland. On April 24, 1916, Easter Monday, the Easter Rising commences. Shortly after noon that day, Patrick Pierce reads the proclamation of the Irish Republic outside of the General Post Office in Dublin. The insurgents held the GPO until April 29th, and about 1,500 rebels would ultimately lead the 26 counties out of Britain only six years later. In the meantime, on April 25th, about 7,000 British troops move into Belfast, from Belfast, into Dublin rather, from Belfast and the Curra. Lord Lieutenant L- Lord Windborne declares martial law uh, and power is handed over to military authorities. There were several battles throughout Dublin that week, but by April 29th, much of central Dublin lay in ruins. And on that day, at 3.30pm, Patrick Pierce surrenders his troops. About 450 people were killed in the fighting, the majority of them civilians. About 110 British soldiers were killed, with about 350 wounded. More than 60 rebels died during the fighting, with another 15 executed the following month. Now for two stories that show the sacred and the profane in religious life in Ireland. This week, Pope Francis announced the beginning of the beatification process of a Dublin priest known for his work with the sick and the dying. John Sullivan, born 1861 and died 1933, was a Jesuit priest and teacher who worked in impoverished villages in County Kildare. Beatification, which comes after a miracle, is attributed to someone, is the first step towards sainthood. Sullivan was brought up in a wealthy Protestant family in Dublin and taught at Clongo's Wood College. Compare that with this week with the case of Noel Mulryan, a member of the so-called parody Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. 
The so-called Pastafarian member claimed that he suffered religious discrimination after the Road Safety Authority refused to renew his driver's license in September of 2013 when he produced a photograph of himself wearing a metal head drainer on his head, which he claimed was religious headwear akin to a turban. The authority said that the photo obscured a clear look at his eyes and forehead. However, the Irish Independent reports this week that an equality officer ruled that he had failed to demonstrate that the colander is, quote, related to a religious belief and that the church is a parody, noting that its other beliefs include a fondness for beer, a belief that every Friday is a religious holiday, and that pirates were the original Pastafarians. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus' year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin and onwards to places like Sligo. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the gang at Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slan go foil. Different eyes, different size, different girls every day. Different names, different games. Took my breath clean away, but I'm changed. Rearranged. I'm enlightened and how you have caught me, you have taught me, and I'm different now. Take me and break me and close all your windows and doors. Shut me off, cut me off, make me an island, I'm
The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, good stuff. Well, listen. There's a there's a documentary coming here. There's a, first of all, there's a, a festival going on here in the city called the Hot Docs Festival. You have to check that out at hotdocs.ca. But there's a particular documentary that uh, our listeners might be interested in, and it's called The Mattress Men. And I'm actually delighted to be joined on the phone by the producer of that show. His name is Kieran Dini, and he's actually joining me from the furniture section. Ironically, because the story has a furniture <laughs> connection, joining me from the furniture section in Arnott's in Dublin. Good morning, Kieran. Thanks for doing this. Well, how's it going? How are you? <laughs> very good. I'm very good. Now, are you really oh. in the furniture section in Ireland? It's doing a bit of baby I shopping am, there. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've a newborn in my arms as well, so excuse me if I, uh, <laughs> if I start roaring here. Oh, this should uh, be good. Yeah, this no, should be good. Me on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> no problem. So, yeah, ma- Mattress Man, yeah, you know, it starts, it screens, it prim- its world premiere is in Toronto this uh, this uh, Tuesday. So, yeah. uh, we're all, all the team are heading over, Mattress Mick. Uh, the guy, the, the Irish legend that is Mattress Mick, uh, <laughs> is heading over. So uh, we're all getting set for it. Should be great fun. Good stuff. So tell us a little bit about the the, the documentary itself. is called The Mattress Men. I know Mattress Mick is the icon, but tell us a little bit about the the story. I believe it took three years to make this thing. And what what yeah, how did it come about? So uh, basically, um, it it focuses on the Mattress Mick persona, and it tells the story of Paul, who's uh, I suppose an unemployed father of three, and he reinvents himself. By turning, uh, you know, a stead ma- or mattress salesman called Michael Flynn into a national icon called Mattress Mick. So we've been making it for three years, and it's about, I suppose, reinvention in austerity, both for a businessman, but also for Paul, who's the, I suppose, the magician behind uh, the scenes. So yeah. it's, uh, I suppose it's, it's if Roddy Doyle made a documentary, uh, it's uh, this will be it, you know. Yeah. So it's great. It's great fun, and it's, I suppose. Paul reinvents himself making these uh, these zany videos and it, I suppose YouTube videos. So it's about I suppose digital tools in yeah. uh, modern day, and it's about yeah reinvention really. Wow, fantastic! And so for you personally, Kieran, is this is this your first uh, endeavour into uh, into um, pr- production, or have you done this before? <coughs> yeah, no, we've we've had it I suppose around ten years. This is. Uh, this is our first uh, feature film, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's all very exciting. Uh, but the story itself uh, it was it was one of those weird situations. We're based on Pier Street in Dublin, yeah. And uh, three doors down from us is the Mattress Nick store. So the director called, who may, is you know uh, who was embedded literally, been <laughs> embedded uh, for three years. Uh, chanced upon Paul, our main our main uh, character, and. Uh, just started to talk to him and, you know, realised that there was a story behind, you know, the Mattress Mick persona. And so we've been making it around three years and it's a real sort of like uh, fly in the wall sort of documentary. Yeah. It's great crack. It's really good fun. But it's actually about something important. Yeah. It's about, you know, uh, I suppose Paul is, is uh, the story of Paul is a, 
is a story that I suppose many people in Ireland yeah. have been going through since 2008, you know. Uh, you know, 40 years old, trying to figure out, unemployed, yeah. trying to figure out, <laughs> figure out place for themselves in the modern world. So it's a really identifiable story. It's very universal. And I said, it's very, very funny. Good man uh, yourself. So, uh, it should be great crack. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing how it goes down. Great. Well, I, have you been to Toronto before, Kieran, or is this your first time? I have, yeah. I was at the festival maybe around five years ago. So right. It's, it's a great festival. It's really, really good fun. It's very well attended. And, uh, yeah, so I suppose it's the start of spring over there. And, it is, yeah. You know, You're coming <laughs> it's over. A, it's, a, it's, it's a good chance to pop out and uh, see a movie. Yeah, I'll tempt fate here now and tell you, don't, you don't need to pack the woolies. Lots of T-shirts <laughs> and shorts. You'll be good to go, buddy. <laughs> Thanks a lot for doing this. So, so anyway, mattress or sorry, the mattress men is actually playing at the Hot Docs Festival, and it's making as um, as Kieran said, its world premiere in Toronto. And uh, actually, it's on Tuesday, March, May the third. On Tuesday, May the third at nine forty-five p.m. Um, that's when it's first showing at the Hard House Theatre. Uh, downtown Toronto and then on Thursday on May the 5th uh, there's a matinee in the afternoon 3.45pm and that's at the Tiff Bell Lightbox uh, well known by uh, all of our listeners and then uh, the following day Friday May the 6th at 9.15pm in the evening again at the Review Cinema so um, anyway it's about an 80 yeah, minute long documentary Mattress making the lads to be over as well so it's a great, uh, ah, great. opportunity to uh, Bring down your mattress and get it signed, you know. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Kieran, thanks a lot for doing this. I'll let you, I'll let you get back and buy the crib over much. there. Talk to you. Bye, bye. Good bye. man yourself. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. Excellent. So that's Kieran Dini, who is the producer of The Mattress Men. And um, some of our listeners may not have known about that one. But anyway, a great old documentary coming. And uh, if you're doing nothing on, on May the 3rd, 5th or 6th, uh, uh, go to hotdocs.ca and you'll get all the details. A great old show there. And uh, sounds like uh, Mattress Mick might, might be a bit of crack if you ran into him downtown. Right. Barrel on here with a bit of music. What have we got? Um, oh, yeah, we got a band here called uh, Emmett Spiceland. And what's the name of the tune we have lined up there? Mary from Dunglow. Mary from Dunglow. Beautiful. Oh, then fare thee well, sweet dawn eagle, the rosses and with all. I'm crossing the main ocean where the
When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. All right, good stuff. And as we mentioned earlier, get down there for one o'clock today. The All-Ireland Under-21 football final between uh, Cork and Mayo is taking place. Then at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, the uh, National Hurling League, fi- League final is taking place between Waterford and Clare. Good stuff. Now, Michael also wanted to, me to let you know that the Carasaga Festival is also taking place again this year. It's the biggest cultural festival in Canada and Ireland have its own pavilion again. And they finished third uh, last year, which was their first appearance in many years. And um, that's all taking place down at the Sports Zone at the Hershey Centre. And that's on May 27th, 28th and 29th. That's the Irish Pavilion that'll be uh, part of the Carasauga Festival. So live music, dancing, bit of food and drink. And um, also there's passports for the event. If you pay $10 for the passport, it's $12 if you pay at the door. But you're better off to get the old passport for $10. And uh, you can also ride free on Mississauga Transit if you have the passport. Uh, you can get the passport down at uh, from Michael in person down at the Galway Arms. And any excuse to get down there. Or you can call Michael and make arrangements at 416-827-5480 and uh, Michael's doing this in partnership with the Graham School of Irish Dancing of course his son Enda has been making all kinds of headlines across the uh, across the across the, the globe with his uh, Irish dancing um, performances performances anyway so that's a great old event for you to attend good stuff Okay, just wanted to make sure I announce that now. Would you go down and watch that hurling game tomorrow morning? I might, yeah. You're, you're going to mention something about the dubs there, but I you was. didn't get it in. Yeah, I don't think I don't, Ken wanted to hear I'm it. good, I think. I don't need to talk. <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, a, 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 a scintillating, uh, devastating performance last week against Kerry. I mean, um, I saw some highlights of it and some of the scores. Uh, you know, I know that Kerry had 14 men eventually, but even when they were toe-to-toe with each other it was just absolutely incredible they are uh, they're a fairly clinical outfit buddy um, yeah. I wonder what the Paddy Power lads would be uh, would be calling on that now I don't think he'd be getting we too good at odds 
Put throw 100 on it. I don't think you'd go wrong. Huh? You might win 101. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I finally got a prediction right. That's the main thing. That's great. All right, let's go on here with a bit of uh, Nathan Carter music. And uh, Kenny will be calling in here to do the calendar of events soon. And this is um, a great rendition of the town I love so well. And a great pleasure to join you in this most recent version of the town I loved so well. In my memories, I will always see the town that I have loved so well. Where our school played ball by the old guest yard wall, and we laughed through the smoke and the smell. Going home in the rain Running up the dark lane Past the jail And down behind the fountain Those were happy days In so many, many ways In the town I loved so well in the early morning, the shirt factory hall Call the women from Cregan, the moor and the bog Whilst the men on the door played the mother's own For the children and then they watched the dog and when times got tough There was just about enough But they saw it through without complaining For deep inside Was a burning pride For the town I loved so There was music there in that dairy air Like a language that we, we could all understand I remember that day when I earned my first pay I played it a small pickup there I spent my youth And to tell you the truth I was sad to leave it all behind me There I'd learned how life And I found me a wife In the town I loved so But when I returned, how my eyes had burned And I see how a town, it could be brought to its knees By the armored cars and the bombed out bar 
and the gas that hangs on to every breeze. Now the army's installed by that old Cheshire hall, and that town's barbed wire gets higher and higher with their tanks and their guns. Oh my God, what have they done to the town I love so well? Now the music's gone, but they still carry on. Their spirit's been bruised, but never broken. They will not forget. That their hearts are set in every can of Guinness. There's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness Guinness. Yes, folks, we're doing the calendar live from Sligo today. And, of course, Irish Project Hope is near and dear to uh, to our hearts. And if you feel like giving a gift of donation, you can send it in to Holy Rosary Parish in Toronto and put that to the attention of Ethna Heffernan. Holy Rosary Parish, 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto, M5P1N4. In Celtic Canada, it has launched this week, and it's uh, their online magazine. Uh, it looks Fabulous. I had a couple of story reads in there, and Eleanor's done a great job. CelticCanada.com if you want to go in there and uh, get connected with them, and you can uh, check them out, and you can also get them connected with them on Facebook. Facebook.com slash CelticCanada, the number one, and uh, get in touch with Eleanor at 416-845-9900. Well, today uh, you can go out and meet the roses. It's not too late. 3.30 p.m., they're on a little mini tour of Toronto, and they're seeing a bunch of their sponsors and also some historic Irish locations around the city. And if you want to meet up with them, you can do so. They'll be up at the Rose and Crown around half three today, and uh, you can have a wee chat and meet some of the roses. And I can't wait for next week, Mark. I will be down at PJ O'Brien's doing the show live with all the roses next week. So that should be a bit of crack, and uh, it'll be good to meet all the young ladies. Documentary, Bobby Sands, 66 Days, will receive its worldwide premiere at the Hot Docs Canadian International Documentary Festival, of course, in Toronto on May the 3rd at 9pm, and that's going to be at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. Coming uh, later in May on the 21st, Friends of Sinn Féin are putting on a concert with the Wolf Tones. They'll be performing their 1916 Rising Centenary Concert, and that will happen at the Estonia House Tickets are $40, and you can get your tickets by going to Friends of Sinn Féin website, or you can give them a call at 416-402-3729, and they'll get you sorted out with your tickets. Toronto Open Door Cayley, they're having a dance weekend with a twist. It's all taking place May 27th to May 29th. And back by popular demand is Gerard Butler from Ireland. It's all taking place at the Royal Canadian Legion. Code Morden Branch number 10, and that is at 1083 Pape Avenue. And we're told there's lots of parking there. It's also TTC accessible. And you can go, of course, to uh, the website, opendoorkayleytoronto.com, 
or give Geraldine a call at 416-573-1205 or Mary a call at 905-330-7972. And uh, the Irish Cultural Society are, uh, of course, the 2016 Toronto Rose Selection Gala is happening. That's going to take place on May the 28th. It's at 6 p.m. at the King Garden Banquet Hall and that's at 15 Canmotor Avenue. That's in the Islington and Queensway area. And you can go to their website, torontoirishculturalsociety.com. Tickets are $75, and they include the sit-down dinner and an open bar. And entertainment is by Hugo Strani. Tickets are also um, available by giving them a call to Patrick Canavan at 416-206-8670. And, of course, you can always send them an email at Toronto. Rose of Tralee at hotmail.com. And the annual uh, Brian Dolan Memorial Golf Tournament, hosted by, of course, the Ireland Canada Chamber of Commerce, is uh, going to take place in June, June 16th. And that's going to be up at the Caledon Wolf Golf Club. And it's a $150 per golfer. And you can get in touch with the folks at the chamber at ICCCTO.com to get your tickets, get in touch with. Uh, Kathy Murphy should be glad to help you out. And uh, that's it for the community calendar of events for this week. Of course, you can get all the email addresses and phone numbers and websites uh, at our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com, and just click on the calendar of events. And um, you can also download the show anytime you want. If you've ever missed our show, you can download it from there, or you can download it from iTunes if you so choose. Good man yourself, buddy. So now there you go, Marco. Well done. Another, I thought uh, I, I was a few weeks in the in the calendar. I thought you were going to surprise me and find a little local fella there around the corner to 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 come in with the big Sligo accent. <laughs> I was out looking up and down the street now and there were any of them fellas. <laughs> I'd say you were. Yeah. Uh, I shoo them away early in the morning. And listen, a reminder, um, I, I, I wasn't completely tuned into when you were talking there, but the Darkness Into Light walk is next Saturday morning. And uh, if you haven't signed up for that, go and find those lads on, on Facebook, the Darkness yes. Into Light Toronto lads. Perfect. Yeah, it was great having Diane on the show there last week. Yes, now. absolutely. And, uh, Mighty, as we said at the time, the, the young people um, getting involved in the community and getting involved in their new community of Toronto and, uh, you know, taking part and taking place with all these things. It's, it's, Wonderful. Uh, it's, yeah. it's great to see. Okay, so buddy. I'll give you a little update on that Ulster-Leinster game now. It's not looking good for your boys in Leinster at all. 23-6 was uh, Ooh, the last yeah. I just saw there now before we came on so curtains curtains anyway tell tell Roser to, to give Van Gaal a call and do me an all favour tomorrow will you I will uh, I will do that alright although I can't say now that he'd be supporting that decision so, yeah but mm. I, I'll do my best you yeah alright very good alright Kenny we'll, right, we'll chat to you soon pal and um, you know good luck with the roses it's too late to say lock up your daughters I think but um, anyway have fun with them next week I uh, come here and I see you're making up for the lack of Joe Dolan when I'm doing the music I heard another good one today there so yeah huh? tons of good stuff you're I have today them in. Uh, yeah there's lots more I could play <laughs> right. here's the lonesome boatman now you haven't heard that for a while listen oh, in to lovely. this one
All right, folks. Well, listen, we're uh, almost at the top of the hour. And that was the Lonesome Boatman there. Great piece of music. One of the best ever pieces of music, I think. It's lovely. It is yeah. a nice piece. You like should that be able one. to play that in the tin whistle. Come here, you want to do an old shout out? I do, before yeah. I have uh, some family over here now. A cousin of a cousin is getting married today. Uh-huh. He's a St. Mike's fella, so I know you'll be up right. against them this year. Yeah. His name's uh, Owen Grant. Anyway, he's getting married today to an Italian girl by the name of Andrea Rosanesi. I know Owen. Good and, man, Owen. Uh, and just want to wish him the best best of luck. How oh, t- long was he dating her now? Did he take I a long time to... I was hop- chatting to him last night. Now he's five years here. Actually, so. that's terrible. What's going on with these long affairs? I tell you. No, huh? no, Are you not sure after five years? <laughs> he's stuck here now anyways. Oh, yeah. Good man, that's Owen. Sure. I know Owen very well. Great man. Very nice. And fierce things for the, for the hurling. Actually, he's one of the pioneers of um, the rejuvenation of hurling in this town. Yeah. I would that's uh, right. credit Owen with a, being a big part of that. Good stuff. Very nice. Where's that all going, taking place? Um, the the wedding is St. Paul's Bas- Basilica. Oh, lovely. And then uh, Enoch House, I think, is the Oh, fantastic. Is the reception. Lovely spot. All right, folks. Well, we'll go out here with the High Kings. Uh, we have a few listeners that love the High Kings. And uh, this is one called McAlpine's Fusilier. Sona Guiv Galer. Hoes down the glen came McAlpine's men with the shovel slung behind them. Twas in the pub they drank the sub, and up in the spike you'll find them. They sweated blood, and they washed out mud with pints and quarts of beer. And now we're on the road again with McAlpine's Fusiliers. I stripped till the skin. Saturday from 11 